Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle, the Christian girl's guide to modern dating. We're here to help you date with confidence while honoring the Lord and to show you that your identity and contentment are in Christ. We're going to give you the tools that you need to date successfully and be set up well for success in a godly marriage. If you've ever felt like you didn't really belong with any of the extremes in dating today, well, you're not alone. Neither did we. And that's why we're here looking for the middle. Hello, friends. Welcome to what I would say is one of the most anticipated episodes of each season. Yes. The last few seasons as we've been doing this, it's our question <laughs> episode. I'm a little nervous. I'm excited. <laughs> um, I feel like this is... Yeah, but you're better at being unfiltered than I am. I'm more... Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Cautious? No, I feel like I'm a pretty cautious person. No, um, I'm saying I'm, I'm more... Um, blunt yes oh you're saying you're like not good at filtering your unfilteredness I, Is that yes what you're you know i don't mean things to be mean and you know normally but not everyone will know that necessarily no well tell them what you told me as okay, we were planning yeah. of like we, yeah. what our mindset is going into this episode so yeah so the question that's being answered today is basically like we put just put the question out to you guys what do you want to hear unfiltered opinions on what things do you want us to talk about we haven't really prepped anything other than like typing up the questions that we are going through what do you guys want to hear about and so some of these questions like we have thoughts on and they aren't as sugar-coated maybe as sometimes we would make things or you know sometimes we'll talk about things and we'll say okay well now this doesn't always apply or like you know in this situation I would do this but if this if there was this caveat I would do that and we try to cover all our bases and make sure everything's all nice and whatever and I was like but I mean I said they (laughs) it's like they want unfiltered I said so basically we're just gonna answer these I'm gonna answer these like if you came up and asked me yeah and I'm like Kristen Get a grip. Here's what you need to do. Get a grip. Do this. Don't do that. Blah, blah, blah. Like, not that we don't tell you what we really think. Yeah, but we're other a little times, more um, But this is just going to be... Thoughtful <laughs> in our answers. Yeah, and not I mean, that we're not being thoughtful, but like, it's just going to be... Oh. Just unfiltered. Yeah. Um, I so, keep hearing my dad in my head, like, think before you speak. And I don't feel like that's going to happen as much It's not going to be as much today. And that's okay. <laughs> so, we love you. Yes. You guys know that. Y'all want it unfiltered. Here we go. Here we go. But before we do that, y'all know the drill. Real quick. If you're not following us on social media, you should go do that so that next time there's a question episode, you can be involved. Yeah. Because one of the places we ask this question for this episode is on our Instagram stories. And then the other one is on our Facebook group. Now that we have that, which I'll get to in a second. But follow us on Instagram if you're not already. At LFTM underscore podcast is our handle. We have me Monday. We have question episodes. We have content, you know, ideas and plannings and shenanigans and things. So <laughs> it's a good time over there. And then if you are also not signed up for our weekly newsletter where you can get just more fun things from us, you can join our Facebook group through that. If you're wanting to do that, you can get our Hallmark movie of the month. You can hear other past LFTM episodes that are semi-related or not just because we feel like we're sharing them again uh <laughs> and other stuff it's all kind of fun things you can sign up for that through our instagram bio or on our website looking for the middle.com and then the facebook group that i mentioned 14 times already if you're not already <laughs> in the facebook group we would love for you to join us over there we're gonna talk about some exciting things coming up in the facebook group in our season finale so stay tuned for that but it's a good old time over there y'all are for those of you who are already in it 
y'all seem to be having a great time and <laughs> asking questions and talking to each other and sending each other funny things. So if you have not joined, you can search for it on Facebook. It's called LFTM Community and you can request to join and Bethany will let you in if you are a female. If you're a male, I'm very sorry. <laughs> you are not allowed. This is a girls only uh, thing. And then there's also a link in the newsletter if you uh, are signed up for that to take you to join it there. So that's that. Perfect. Um, before we get into today's question, answering, what is our question of the day, okay. which is different? It is. And this one goes with our unfiltered theme here. So you got to be honest. Mm. <laughs> what fast food restaurant do you eat at the most often? Chick-fil-A. Oh man, that was my answer. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like, yeah, Chick-fil-A. I have been on an Arby's kick recently. Hmm. Um, I say had, I'm on a cleanse right now, right before the wedding. Y'all are <laughs> recording this. Holy cow. What's today? 11 days before the wedding. Good. No, I just want to throw up. Um, so real talk, I'm on a cleanse. So <laughs> anything um, sounds good right now. Yeah. It all sounds great. Uh, but yeah, I was on an Arby's kick, but yeah, definitely Chick-fil-A. Hands okay, down. Yeah, that's fine. Unless Starbucks counts. Oh, I guess it can. It's it's very close. (laughs) Starbucks is for breakfast and like afternoon pick me ups, and Chick Fil A is for actual like food, 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 food. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Jesus's chicken. You can't go wrong, y'all. Can't. If you have never been to Chick Fil A, if you are listening, oh, that makes me so sad. God bless your soul. Um, you need to figure out a way to put that on your bucket list and to make that happen. Because come visit us. We'll take you. Yes. It is. It is. Is life-changing for yeah. sure i'm convinced they're gonna have them in heaven like i really think <laughs> i'm really i'm really hoping that we get up there and we're like oh my gosh it's a chick-fil-a <laughs> um but yeah it's so good what's your like what's your go-to order at chick-fil-a nugget meal eight count or 12 count depends on how hungry i am okay but the fried nuggets oh yeah okay for sure yeah um fries and so I get Chick-fil-A sauce for my fries, and mm-hmm. I get the sweet and spicy sriracha for my nuggets, mm. and a Coke. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. Good choice. What's yours? Mine changes a lot. Recently, it's been a number one with pepper jack cheese, two mayonnaise, and then a fry with two ranch and a large Diet Coke. Okay. Yeah. And a cookie if I'm feeling spicy. Ooh, <laughs> so, you know. Watch out. Yes. <laughs> I was in the drive-thru, or no, we had gone after a youth group one night, yeah. and I ordered my order, and then I got a cookie, and then Kevin ordered, and he got a cookie, and the girl was like, y'all are living right, like, good for you. I'm like, I need more people like this in my life. Not the people who, like, judgingly look over their salad at me when I'm getting a cookie. It's the people like this, like, yes, you're living, you're doing a good job. Like, you get that cookie, girl. Like, thank you That's so much. funny. So, anywho. Okay, oh, goodness. so let's dive in. We have 10 questions okay. that we have selected from the slew of questions we got on Facebook and Instagram. And we selected, the, we picked these because a lot of them had multiple, like whether it was on one on Facebook and one on Instagram, like different mm-hmm. things, like they were ones that were the repeated. were repeated. Yes. Yeah. And we picked them because... Well, some of them we've like touched on in the past, but some of these we haven't really talked about before. There were some questions we got 
that Bethany said, like specifically in the Facebook group, she would go back and answer if we don't. Yeah, answer if we them. don't get to them today, I'll come back on. But there on were Facebook. a few that like were asked that um, we've done a lot of content on before, so we didn't want to like. Well, and there were some where I was everything. like. I don't know what I think off the cuff yeah, on this. That's like, true. I don't have any unfiltered yes. opinions. So, yes. we, so there was that too. We had so. to look over some of those too. But yeah, so these, doesn't mean that, doesn't mean they're not good questions. And yeah. It's not in here, but um, yeah, especially on Facebook, I'll come back and um, kind of put some thoughts if we don't get to yes. it in the episode. Yes. So these 10 are where we're going to camp out today and I'm very excited about it. So we're okay. just going to, we'll go back and forth and yeah. take turns reading and you want me to go first hold on wait i want to figure out where that one is that i really want to read with the girl that it was my favorite question because of how she answered it and i want to make sure i get to read that one dang it did i delete it okay psych y'all we have 11 questions i'm sure bethany just cut out (laughs) a good chunk but there was my favorite question that got asked for whatever reason i deleted it off the list and it was my favorite question mainly because of how our sweet friend ended it um and i will that will make sense in a second so we're just gonna kick it off with this one okay and i'm gonna read this so she said have you ever struggled with a stretch of no one showing interest in you and how do you handle it when that happens i'm asking for a friend of course we just happen to have the same name <laughs> i laughed out loud in the car i was not driving for the record but i was like that is the best line ever and i'm like we have to answer this question solely because she put that so if you're listening I love it. and that was your question from the facebook group thank you and you just brightened my day so <laughs> i'm asking for a friend yes we, we have the same name um okay bethany so have you ever struggled with a stretch of no one showing interest in you and how'd you handle it <laughs> we're um we're going with the unfiltered opinions uh, yes here um you just download a dating app <laughs> <laughs> um am i saying that's the best course of action not necessarily um, but that is what I have done in the past. And yeah. I'm like, ugh, I want a boy to talk to. Yeah. Download a dating app and there will most likely be one. Now, most of the time by about day three, I'm like, why did yeah. I think this was a good idea? This was a bad idea. However, abort, abort. I am over wanting someone to show interest in me. Yeah. yeah. Um, Okay that's the funny answer or whatever. Um, and yes, I have, I mean, I have actually done that, but yes, I think we've all struggled with that. You, they're like, there is just no one out there. Um, and I think with anything, whether it's like no one's showing interest or you just are feeling lonely or you just want someone to date or whatever, if you find yourself in a spiral there, do something. Mm. And I don't mean, well, it could be. Okay, go ask out that guy that you're interested in. Go tell him that you like him. You know, maybe that is the answer if there is a specific person in mind. But if there's just no one, um, do something. Yeah. Go for a drive. Go for a run. Go work you. out. Go do something. Um, we we're actually talking about that in the in the Facebook group the other day of and I'm like, you know, if your brain is having to focus on breathing because you're running or whatever else, it's not, you can't think about two things at the same time. So mm. think about something else and you won't be thinking about how um, alone you are or that no one likes you or whatever. And so if you're sitting on the couch 
wondering, why is no one like me? Why don't I have a date? Everyone else is going out, yada, yada, yada. Get up off the couch and go clean the toilets. I don't yeah. know. Go do <laughs> something. Re, retrain your brain. Yeah. I think that's, that's what good. I would say. I think that's good. Um, I would agree. My other um, not good answer of things I've done before is um, I start to think that my ex-boyfriend sounds really appealing. Ooh. Um, Ooh, that's interesting. interesting. <laughs> Gosh, Rachel. Um, it's a Friends yeah. reference. If you don't watch Friends, I'm sorry. Um, you start to go, was he really? Was he that bad? Did I make a bigger deal out of it? Yeah. Or if it's been long enough, he's probably maybe changed. he's grown through yeah. that. Because I have that kind of influence on him. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure he thinks he's about me every day. He's sitting over me. Yeah. I should text him. See how he's doing. Or at least get on his Instagram. Because if he's not dating anyone, I mean, what's maybe. The harm? Yep. Oh, y'all. I have gone down that, that yep. path too many times. In oh. that instance, go back, replay those things that you know were bad things and be like, oh, yeah. Nope. This is a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, can I make a confession? Yes. On here. It was probably, hmm, it was a few weeks before Kevin first messaged yeah. me. Wait, the first time or the second time? The, f- <laughs> the like, time when we actually started dating. So, summer. Yes. Okay. Summer. Um, it was a few weeks before that. I started going down that path of like, oh, well, maybe. <laughs> no. Thank the good Lord. I literally, so here's. This kind of worked in my favor. So, um, but I went back through and like read old messages and like in a way of like. Between the two of you? Yeah. But like in a good way of like, oh, this is why. Oh, gotcha. So it was kind of like, it was a good slap in the face. I don't delete anything. I mean, yeah. Once I mean, it was on like social media. It wasn't like my text messages. Text messages I delete. Yeah. Okay. But like social media and stuff, I just keep it forever. I don't ever go back. Yeah, I don't ever go back and delete that stuff. I don't really ever talk to people over social media. Yeah. It's texting or it's on the phone. And so I'm like, no, once I'm. Yeah. Delete. Yeah, no. (laughs) I had gone back and was like, oh, this is why. This is is a good thing. But yeah. So don't do that because maybe your husband's going to message you in four (laughs) weeks. And you don't want to be messing around with the wrong person. Yep, that's true. Mm. (laughs) So yeah. uh, Do what Bethany said, though. Refocus your mind call a friend um i've done that before when i've gone down the ex-boyfriend thinking route i've been like i'm thinking about so-and-so again and my friends are like Kristen, alexis camp don't you dare it literally got to the point where anytime i would ask lauren my old roommate like hey guess who i talked to today she's like please don't tell me it's your ex (laughs) she would say his name obviously and i because that had happened a few times and i would be like no but i knew she was gonna like call me out if i ever said yes yes i think it Go that same route if you are thinking of downloading a dating app and you know you don't need to. Mm. Um, if it's a Friday night and you just wish you were going out with someone but no one's showing interest in you so you're feeling kind of bad about yourself and mm. you're like, but maybe if I get on Bumble, then I could find some entertainment. Yeah. Um, if that did not seem like a good idea on Wednesday afternoon before Friday, it's still not a good idea. Mm-hmm. However, if on Wednesday afternoon, you were like, you know what I should do this weekend? I'm going to get Bumble and get back on and da-da-da-da-da. Okay, okay fine. Great. We're already planning to. Yeah. You know the difference. We all know the difference. Yes. Don't get on an emotionally charged situation. No. Okay. Next question. Okay. Your turn. Well, you're blocking it. Okay, there we go. Now I can oh, see I'm it. sorry. Um, 
thoughts on moving somewhere to increase chances of meeting someone, such as heading to a city? Um, Thought about it. You have. Oh, yeah. Really? Not go to a city, though. As someone who... Someone I would go to a small town like a home near maybe. a big city. Yeah, it's not. Um, sure, there are more people, but they all know there are more people, and so mm-hmm. they're all pickier. Yeah, I think uh, it depends on what you're looking for. Whether a yeah. city is like, because that's another thing. Like, well, if you're a big city person, then yeah, sure. Like, I do not want to live in a big city, nope. nor do I like that lifestyle. Nope. <laughs> or rhythms of life that come with that or anything. So that sounds awful to me just even if it wasn't to meet someone so and if you're wanting to meet someone that does like that yeah then that's something but if you don't don't go to a city just because there's more people if you don't ever want to like be in the city i think it's harder dating in a big city i just do it's quantity doesn't faster pace it's harder to meet up there's more going on people are busy there's just so many more people that trying to figure out i mean unless you're gonna look at um highest male to female ratio big cities like yeah unless there's a lot more guys than there are girls i just i don't i don't see that specific aspect of this question yeah panning out yeah especially if you're not a big city person now thoughts on moving somewhere to increase your chances of meeting someone um i don't know i think chris and i would have very different uh, yeah i started to say viewpoints on this because i'm like you know what why not yeah now with it even if that's your motivation, like I want to meet someone, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move, I'm gonna start over, I'm gonna whatever. Fine. What? What do you have to lose? Make sure you can get a job. Mm-hmm. Make sure there is a solid church. Yeah. And plug in there first, and then broaden your horizons. But I mean, if the question is, is that thoughts on moving somewhere to increase the chances of meeting someone? Meaning, is that an okay motivation? I say yes. Yeah. It shouldn't be a rash decision, but why not? Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I've talked to, I mean, y- y'all know, Bethany is I've the said, one. you know what I would love to do is just pick up and move to who knows where. Montana. Yeah. Bethany has always been the friend in our group that would just <laughs> like, it would not shock me if she walked up to me tomorrow and was like, hey, I'm moving to South Dakota. And I'm like, okay, great. Like. <laughs> that's awesome yeah. and i wouldn't be shocked like i would not be surprised yeah if Lindsay said that to me i'd be like <laughs> what are you under the influence of are the braves relocating yeah, right. like what's happening Fall braves yeah exactly <laughs> um but yeah it's just i mean yeah go i mean i just you, keep saying i mean i personally probably wouldn't do that um it would have to be a hallmark movie um yes plot line guaranteed for Kristen to do that yes and an act of god because <laughs> well, that too <laughs> just because i think it kind of depends on your personality too like knowing i'm an introvert if i went somewhere by myself where i didn't know anybody i would have a really hard time meeting yeah. people and putting myself in situations to meet people um whereas if you're really like outgoing and extroverted and you're a people person and you don't have time not time you don't have a problem engaging strangers right great good for you i know that's not how i'm wired so i would really struggle in an environment like that like i've always said if i'm gonna move it would need to be with somebody yeah because i'm like and again unless the lord just really changed <laughs> things up for me which wouldn't shock me but You're um an independent um small talker yes yeah. exactly 
But yeah, if you are like, you know what? I need to change the scenery. Maybe you have a job where you work from home and you can live anywhere. And you're like, I just want to pick up and move. Even better. Yeah. Yeah. Then go for it. And you get to keep your job. You can go find a solid church, like Bethany said. Meet new but people. But do that before you move. That would yes. be my one thing. Is do like some scouting. Like travel have... a little bit. And like, don't just, you know, throw a dart on the map. And be like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to move to, you know. Or Wichita, if, Kansas, and I've never been there in my entire life. Yeah. Like, or even if there was a place where you knew a couple of people. Yeah, that's you know, a, that's that's a something of, I would be a little more find inclined some to sort do. of built-in community, whether it's a church and maybe you don't know anyone, or it's a place where you do have a couple of friends. Like, mm-hmm. start there. Yes, I agree, one hundred percent. Okay, what's next? Next question: Thoughts on meeting somebody when you only go to the grocery store weekly, and you don't have a large friend group, and online dating has been a bust. She put LOL at the end. <laughs> Maybe go to the grocery store twice a week. Yeah. Well, I don't my, know. my first question go is. Go to multiple grocery stores. Yeah. I first mean, of all, are you making all the grocery store stops? Two, are you lingering in the grocery store? Like, yeah. are you talking to people? Or are you like me, where you go in, you get your list, or you're getting <laughs> delivered your to your on. house? Yeah. yeah. I don't understand you grocery delivery people. Oh my gosh. I literally had an order delivered this morning. It was the greatest thing ever. Well, I literally ordered them last night. They were on my doorstep when I woke up. <laughs> it was glorious. Well, I will say this. As someone who does go to the grocery store still, um, you know, I'm one of those people. Uh, if you are wanting to, you know, so much of dating is finding a way to stand out. Mm. Whether it's at the grocery store, whether it's at Walmart, whether it's at Target, whatever, wherever, wherever you happen Target's to be. Target's better. <laughs> well, maybe not for dating. Mm, yeah. Uh, but I don't know Walmart is <laughs> Fair point. I'm just saying, wherever it is that you're shopping, um, making eye contact with someone, smiling, mm. saying, hey, how are you? In this day and age is quite a way to stand out, which yeah. is awful. That's so true, though. That it has come to that, but I'm not opposed to, you know. Striking up a conversation. Yeah, not in a weird, creepy way, but like. Oh, they're Why out of not? toilet paper again. Dang <laughs> pandemic. You know, yes. I'm just being um, stupid, but still. So, yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. No, I don't think um, so. But so that that's answering her like specific literal question. I think the spirit of her question is, okay, I don't have a ton of a huge friend group. And I'm reading between the lines. I don't want to date any of the ones who are in it. Mm-hmm. Two online dating hasn't worked so basically i'm left with okay i go to the grocery store and like whatever so in general what would you tell someone to do then of like here are my options I maybe mean, you should talk to question number two and yeah. y'all should move somewhere together <laughs> y'all could find a new city together you, you could know each other and y'all could there you go there you go um, no, I'm kidding. I think you have to either just say, okay, this is where I'm at. I am living my life. I am not being a recluse. I am doing the things that I do and trusting the Lord or give it a couple months, get back online. Like we've talked about how online dating goes in these cycles. If you're just not meeting anyone in person, but you're putting yourself out there, you're doing the things, you're going the places, like all of the, all of that either just say, okay, Lord, I'm trusting you and I'm living my life doing the things that I should. I mean, you never know. Some guy, new guy could walk in church next week. You don't know. You don't, yeah. Or give it a little time. Try a different online dating app. Try a different site, whatever, um, and see where it goes. 
But I don't think you have to make something happen. No. My one caveat to what you're saying is when she's saying when you meet, like thoughts on meeting somebody, when you only go to the grocery store, make sure like I get online. If you don't want an online date, cool. Not everybody wants to. I get you don't have a big friend group. But if you, if those are your circumstances and you're staying home constantly and the only time you leave the house is going to the grocery store, then oh yeah like you're gonna need to do more like yes i yes i so agree 100%. and i think you were kind of assuming that she was and maybe she is and this was just like hey this is you know i thought she was just kind of like this is really yeah legit, like making the point of okay where else is there to, like but yeah. yes if this is literally but it, this if this is it because i have like friends who literally they go to work and they go home and then they go to church and they're like, why am I not meeting anybody? Because I don't want to date anybody at church and I don't know anybody at work. I'm like, okay, well, you're not doing anything else. Yeah, you got to go somewhere else. And you don't yeah. want to get online. So, like, you've got to, like, I have been, because I was the one that didn't like online dating. Yeah. I am right in that camp with you. <laughs> but I had to, like, put myself in positions of doing other things and being around other people and still being, like, social. Right. And, well, and sometimes it's not who you know, but who they know yeah you know there's that part of it too you may not want to date bobby but he may know tommy who's awesome yeah you know you never know so just make sure like bethany said you're not being a recluse yes unless you want to date your amazon delivery guy in which case you should probably leave some snacks on the front porch yes you should with your phone number yes (laughs) (laughs) call me um Call me, beat me. If you okay. Me. Um, I don't know where that came from, and <laughs> yeah. I gear, I want to know the percentage of listeners who don't know the like meaning of beat me. Oh wow. Well, we could ask Danielle. She's oh, the she one wouldn't that know. The Backstreet Boys were dead the other day. <sighs> that makes so. Me so angry. She's like, are the Backstreet Boys still, alive? still alive? I'm like, how dare she you? Was serious. She didn't know who Vanna White was at my bridal oh, shower. Her yeah. and my sister-in-law did not know who Vanna White I was. Forgot about that. I'm like, where have you been? Yeah, so, I mean, that's good a huge night. part of pop culture. Yes, I don't want to be that old. I'm not ready for this. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Hard right turn. Okay. Next question. Okay. Number four. Okay. How to keep one's physical boundaries once you're engaged slash talking about marriage more frequently. Well, as the resident engaged one of us, <laughs> I'll oh, let you start. Man. Well, um, I'll take the second part of the question. Okay. It's kind of a, a someone else's question, but they went together. Yes. So uh, it ain't easy. Well, it's just if you want to talk unfiltered. <laughs> um, I think what's really helped me is my mom was engaged before she met my dad and married him. And she talked about how like if she had had the mindset of, oh, we're engaged, we can just go ahead and do it. Mm. And then they broke up like that would have mm-hmm. been detrimental um, and devastating. And so not to be like totally Debbie Downer, but again, we're unfiltered just because you're engaged. Doesn't mean you're going to marry him. Like you're going, you're supposed to. And like, that's what you're moving towards, but you're not locked in yet. Right. And it doesn't say in scripture, like once you become engaged, then you can engage. And <laughs> that wasn't a thing in scripture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You went from like single to, Oh, here, here are 40 cows. Please give me your daughter. And like, <laughs> It was very different. And so there wasn't an engagement and, you know, all this stuff that we do in American culture. And so, like, you're not, you're still not locked in. You're moving towards it. It's still sin. It's still (laughs) sin. Exactly. And so, like, you are not married. Therefore, like, 
you can sit here and like, like I've had that thought I'll just be real blunt here I've had those thoughts of like god we're three weeks out and I'm like no Crystal like I'm not obviously going to but like it I see where the temptation uh-huh. comes of like literally in three weeks this is going to be okay but I can't do it right now uh-huh. and that's so frustrating because you're like you're so ready and it's so close and like you want to like experience that closeness with your person and in your head it's like it's three weeks but it's like no like I that is not how God designed this and that Mm -hmm. is not what like three weeks may not sound like a big difference but if you're not in the right context it will make a massive yeah difference and so I just think like getting in in your head like uh, the easy thing to sit here and tell you is like oh the Bible tells you not to which is very valid but like I don't want to be that and that should be your motivator. Yes. But it doesn't have to be like, well, that's all we need to know. Yeah. Like you can put some practical, yeah. Yeah. like talk about, well, like don't talk about it ad nauseum to where yeah. you, you're both talking about wanting to make sure you keep your physical boundaries, which mm-hmm. then just has you just thinking like, like yeah. we were talking about before about like, think about something else Yeah, earlier about being single or whatever. Like don't talk about it to the point where. It's, it's causing, counterintuitive because yeah, you're like, oh, I really want to jump on top of you now. Right, don't do that. <laughs> but like, you need to be cognizant of the fact that like, okay, this is where we're at. This is where we're going. Like, so, you know, managing our boundaries looked like this when mm-hmm. we first started dating. So this is what it, like, kind of, you may need to redefine, okay, this is what it needs to look like now. Yeah. Um. And it may be, okay, well, we're not going to, for the next, you know, two months or whatever, to, like I said, once you're engaged, like, let's say it's the wedding's two months away. Okay, well, we're not going to um, hang out after 8 p.m. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, if that's what you need to do, that's what you need to do. That mm-hmm. would be my advice is how do you keep your physical boundaries once you're engaged? However you have to. Yeah. It may look silly to other people. It may not make sense to other people. It may seem extreme. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Do what you have to do to not do it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> well, and I think it's important too that like there are going to be moments for each of you where one's stronger than the other. Yes. Which I think is a gift from the Lord <laughs> Um, that like there have been times where I have been weaker and Kevin's like Kristen. And then there have been times where he has been weaker and I'm like, Kevin. (laughs) Um, And he's done a really good job of like casting vision is a terrible way to say it. But like, like thinking long term. Yeah. Yeah. Remember where we're headed and like, remember what we're waiting for. Like, this will be really special. And I'm not saying y'all that I'm like, really like, I'm making it sound like (laughs) I've been on the brink of, you know, losing my virginity before I get married. And it's not the case, but like temptations come. And I'm not going to like, people wouldn't be asking this question if they yeah, didn't think they did. Yeah. So, so I'm not going to say like, it's been, you know, super easy and, oh yeah, I haven't like had a bad thought about it one time. No, that's not the case. But really like staying strong when you like, when one or both of you is struggling or, you know, being willing to say, hey, you know what? I know we really want this. It, this is going to be worth waiting for yeah. and encouraging each other in that when the other one is in a moment of weakness is really important. And just remember, like Bethany said, thinking long-term because I feel like that's when we get in a lot of bad situations. And that's when we commit a lot of sin is when we don't think long-term we're thinking, what do I want in this moment right now to satisfy what I want? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
and my longing and my desire and my, you know, need for satisfaction in whatever, you know, way I'm wanting it at this moment. I'm not thinking how this is going to affect things yeah. long term. So if you can think long term, that helps a lot. Yeah. So. And I don't know. I think kind of going back to like what you were talking about at the beginning of like, well, because I've heard so many people say, well, we're going to get married anyway. Well, mm. it's only this much longer until the wedding. So does it really matter? Okay. <laughs> sin is still sin, regardless of how close you are to it not being sin. Yeah, like that's there true. aren't degrees to that. It's almost like in our minds, well, we only had sex two weeks before our wedding, which is way better than two months or two years or whatever. Yeah. No. Sin, sin. And I will say something too that maybe might not be the um, popular opinion. Mm. If you're engaged and you're really struggling with this, move up the wedding. Okay. I was Get married sooner because I, like I said, you do whatever you have to do. And if that means well, you were getting married in August and now you're getting married at the end of May. So be it. Mm-hmm. Do Get married sooner. I was literally just thinking that was going to be my last thing. Sorry. Like, if you know, <laughs> no, that's great. If this is something you or your fiance or both of you is going to struggle with, don't have a long engagement. Yep. I have heard so many stories of people having a year, year and a half, two year long engagements and they're trying to stay pure and it is practically impossible Yeah, and not impossible, but it's, it's tough don't have a two-year-long engagement well and two years i don't think anyone should have a two-year engagement Mm -mm. i will just go out there and say it i there you would be very hard pressed to convince me that that's a good idea if it is if you can't get married for two years you don't need to be engaged yet yeah wait also if you hear like if you hear chris say don't have a long engagement and then she says you know a year year and a half and you're like oh i was thinking five or six months seemed long that's okay too. That's fine. You know, I just wanted to point out if in your head you're like, oh, so five or six months should be doable because a year and a half is too long. If six months is too long and you need to get married in two, okay. Yeah. Whatever you, you have to do. Yeah. You do you. Because I'll yeah. tell you right now, ours will be just shy of five months. And there were times it felt long. <laughs> now, there <laughs> yeah. are other times from a wedding planning standpoint, it feels like you've had three days. But from the other side of it, it's like, oh my God can this be yes and i guess that's the that's the that's always the the other side of well why we need to be engaged longer because it takes a long time to plan a wedding so i would ask you you know we're doing this as if we're talking to them i'd ask you i'd ask whoever it was what's more important to you Mm. to have this specific venue to have the flowers you want to have the dress that you thought you wanted or to go into your marriage knowing that you honored the lord beforehand and have a pure conscience before the Lord and going into a marriage. Mm-hmm. What's more important? Preach. Amen. Okay. Amen and amen. So second part to this question, and this is what I just want to make a quick comment on. Mm-hmm. Um, someone asked, how do you, how have the two of you stewarded your sexuality as older singles? I'm tired of hearing quote. It's easy to just say no and be abstinent from people who got married in their teens and haven't practiced decades of saying no. I hear you. <laughs> I just had one comment I wanted to make on this of, it's always going to be discouraging. It's always going to be frustrating. It's always going to be whatever when you're comparing your experience to other people. Mm. You're, I don't know how old this person is. I'm 35. So let's say you're looking at someone who got married when they were 22 and now they're 40 and they're saying, oh, all you have to do is blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yeah, 
you got married straight out of college. I don't want to hear it. Well, they're right. That is what you need to do. But when you're comparing your obedience and you're doing what you should and how joyful you are about it to someone else's experience, you've kind of missed the mark, I think. And I, I'm saying you, I'm saying this to myself too. I, I miss the mark when I do that because the answer needs to be, what does God require? What does his word say? And I'm looking vertically and wanting to honor the Lord, regardless of what anyone else does. Who cares when they got married? Who cares what they say? Who cares what they do? I get that it's frustrating, but it shouldn't distract from where your focus should be. And that is honoring the Lord, not comparing to other people. Yes. So I just wanted to make that one comment because I think it's a good, that's a good question. That's a great point. All right. Next question. In the dating phase, what are your thoughts on knowing when an issue is heading towards becoming a deal breaker versus a yellow flag where you may just need to get more information about a person? I've been learning more about leaning in and getting curious versus making assumptions or ending things too prematurely with someone unless it's super clear and was curious if you had any thoughts, experiences, or tips for growing in this area. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I do. Okay. So this is one. I saw this one on the Facebook group and I think I commented. I was like, oh, I have thoughts on this because I've been learning a lot. So... I do. Um, first off, my thought on this whole thing of like yellow flags, red flags, deal breakers has kind of just like, I don't know. We throw out this term red flag and it can mean a lot of different things. Some red flags are like, oh, we're breaking up over this. Some red flags are like, oh, I don't like that. Just my preference. Oh, that's not, you know, wouldn't really get along with me well. Or some are just, I want to know more about this. So here's my thought. Um, a yellow flag is something that is an issue you've seen once or twice. Like caution, there may be a problem over here, but it's it's just something that's kind of popped up sporadically. It's nothing that seems to be a consistent pattern. A yellow flag is something you want to give time to, to see if it becomes more of a problem. So like she's talking about leaning in, being curious as opposed to making assumptions, I have in the past been this person who made assumptions off of yellow flags, an issue that popped up once or a thing that I didn't like once. And in my head, I assumed it was a pattern and they're always like this. So let me just end this and not keep talking to this person because it's going to go like X, Y, Z. And I just know it is. So I'm going to end it now because it's easier. Yeah. I don't think that's a good um, way of going about things. Um, So basically you (laughs) end things over potential red flags that aren't, that haven't materialized. Um, so I think a yellow flag is something that needs time to see if you're assuming something or if it is how things are. And unfortunately you kind of have to lean into that uncertainty. Um, I don't think yellow flags necessarily need like a big conversation about them. It's something you notice in this guy that you're like, I'm going to keep an eye on that. And I want to see more. I'm going to give this time, but you just leave it at that. Once something becomes a pattern, then it's it's like, okay, this yellow flag that was like, okay, proceed with caution has now become a red flag that's like, hey, we need to stop here for a second and figure out what this is. Um, And I think that's where you do have a conversation. Once you have seen this thing, it's like, okay, well, sometimes, other times it it escalates to straight to that deal breaker. Like you were saying, I'm like, okay, I know this needs to just be done with. but if you see a pattern of something in someone's life and it's like, okay, this isn't really a problem. That's when you have a conversation. That's when you talk about it. 
And I have found that once I do bring up those things and we talk about those things, that thing that I was concerned about, (laughs) is not what we end up breaking up over. It's their reaction and response to being challenged on something. Um, whether it's a pride issue, whether it's not wanting to see that they could have a fault, whether it's not being teachable, like whatever, just lack of humility a lot of times. But a lot of that thing becomes the deal breaker. And so yeah. you have to kind of push through and see, like, like she said, unless it's like super clear. Um, but I think being able to differentiate between one-time occurrences and patterns and then navigating conversations appropriately to where... I don't know. You don't want to bring up something that they can explain, like they're going to explain away. And now you've kind of tipped your hand of like, now they know this is a problem. So they're going to like, make sure to hide it. You just have to be careful. But at a certain point, things either need to be talked about or ended, I think. Yeah. And, but you do have to give it time to get to that point. And I know that's really hard. Mm. This is where it's important to have other people in your life who can, speak into your life and you can bounce things off of and say, Hey, this is what I'm seeing. Am I making too big a deal out of this? Cause sometimes I'll say, yeah, give it some more time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. I think time's your friend there. I don't think I, I feel like you've covered all of it. Oh, it's a, no, like not in a bad way. Like everything. I'm like, Oh yeah. I'd say that. Too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you do this long enough. You really start to like align your thinking yeah. of a lot of things. But yeah, I think we talk about patterns on here all the time, y'all. And if it's, you know, you wait, as tough as it is to want in it, because I'm the queen of wanting to know right now if this is the right thing or not, and sometimes you just can't, and that's just life in general. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get instant answers about everything you're wondering about for the rest of your life. That's just not how God works. It's not how life works. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah. very sorry to burst your bubble if that's what you're expecting, but time is your friend here and figuring this out, and then, you know, you move from there once you figure out if the pattern is worth working through or worth ending things over. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Okay. How does one find guys that won't be intimidated by a successful woman? (laughs) I love this question. (laughs) Whoa, do tell. Well, I just think like, y'all know I'm not a feminist, so I'm not about to, you know, get up on a rant (laughs) here. But like, I think there's a lot that is admired about a guy having his life together of like, oh, he has a job and he owns a home or he's not, you know, he has a 401k he has a you know car that's not 20 years old and i'm being sassy but like here are all these things that are like oh this is so great if a guy has this and then if a girl has all those things she's intimidating but if a guy has all these things he's desirable at least that's the way it can come across yes. as a female yes um well so, yeah we do find those things attractive in yeah. her. and i think there's a an aspect of we're looking for men to be the protector, the provider, the, you know, the one who can take care of a family. And so someone who has their life together and is confident in that because that's how the Lord created him to be like, that's attractive. Yeah. Now. Oh, so no, I was just going to say, I think the, the problem comes from like, when you're a single female out of college and you've got a job, you've got an apartment, you've got your car, you've got your, you know, set your retirement up, you're doing this, you're doing that, whatever. You're doing those things like because you have to, like it, you're not, I'm saying you have to, but like 
you don't have a man to come in and like be the protector and the provider and all that. So it's not like we're doing this. Oh, because I want to do it instead of the man I end up with. It's, oh, I'm having to do this because there's, because it's just me. Yeah. And then things can adjust. I'm not saying you just, you know, need to, you have to quit everything and not do anything once you get married. (laughs) But like, was it like be a stay at home wife? Like what a dream. Like (laughs) no kids yet. Just like, can I be a stay at home wife? Um, but it's not this like, oh, I'm doing this because I'm trying to like one up the guys or because like I expect him to like keep me Get in this role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just what we have to do while we're single. And yeah. so like, I think if you just want me to be really blunt here, you find guys who are not intimidated by a girl who has those things by finding a guy who has those things. Yep. Because if he sees that in you... And he's doing those things too. It's not going to be a threat. It's not going to be intimidating. Uh-uh. And, or at least a guy who's working towards those things and has some confidence. So yes. even if he doesn't have it all figured out and he's confident and secure enough to know like, Hey, yeah, I just got out of, uh, I don't know, vet school and I'm trying to find a job, but like, and she has a job and that's great. Like she's been out of school for three years and yeah. I've been, you know, in school longer. And so we're, but like, I'm not intimidated by that. Okay, great. Like, Finding somebody who is either working towards those things actively and is confident in doing that or is already like in the midst of that same situation that you are is not going to be intimidated by that. And if you find somebody who is intimidated by that. Yeah. I'm trying to to nicely say like, how do you, yeah. Yeah. You have, you feel like you've got a nice way to say it. I have come to the realization lately that guys who are intimidated by a successful woman and by success it basically means a woman who is living her life as a competent sufficient self-sufficient adult yes okay yeah not talking about you're out there bashing men and asserting your superiority and whatever that's intimidating and it's wrong on your part but if you're just living your life being a confident assertive adult woman and a guy's intimidated by that all those things that he is intimidated by are the things that are most, that are, that that's what matters most to him about a person. Those outward things. Yeah. Which speaks to his own spiritual condition in a way, I think. Mm. Not always, but I think if you're just, he's intimidated because you live on your own and you have a steady job and you pay all your bills. Okay. Why? Like, why are those things the most important thing about me? Why yeah. is that something that would keep you <clears throat> from wanting to go out with me because you're intimidated? Do you not care about the condition of my soul, about my spiritual life, about my character? Um, so like, that's not a guy you want to be with. Yeah. Um, that's a good way to put it. Now, if you are flaunting your success and your whatever and trying to remind guys that you know they need to get on your level they need yeah that's intimidating but that's also rude like mm-hmm. that's that's what i'm the scenario i was painting is if you are just living your life and people are intimidated if you are trying to intimidate people that's on you mm, that's good that's real good because if you're if you're preaching the message of and i'm the, more verbally than with your actual like i don't need no man yep no No man okay noted yeah okay (laughs) then i can comply with that like 
Yeah. Not, don't don't build up walls around yourself that are miles high and then be frustrated when no one wants to climb them. Mm, oh, put that. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> oh, what a quote. <laughs> All right, next. Oh, next question. I'm excited about this one. Why is it so hard to get over someone you never dated? How do you overcome that? Because if you never dated them, all of the imagining you did, they were perfect because you built up this perfect little scenario in your head of what it would be like if you dated them and it was perfect and it was everything you ever wanted it to be because you never dated them. And so you don't know what their flaws are. You don't know what their issues are. You don't know any of the hard work that would go into actually being in a relationship with that person. And so you're mourning over this idealized, perfect relationship that never happened. And that is tough to get over. And it's tough for an actual guy following that to live up to. Wow. Sorry. No, do not apologize (laughs) for that. That was fantastic. That's why. I've also been on the receiving end of that conversation. I told you this is how it's good. If Kristen came and said that to me, that is exactly what I would tell her. I'm pretty sure she. And just about have in the past. Yeah. uh, She's told me that before. She's told other people that before. Yeah. So it's, it's, golly, that was great. That's why it's hard. Now, how do you overcome that? Step one, I think, is you have to realize that's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And that is the toughest thing because this is the easiest place to <laughs> find yourself you in. you have a problem. <laughs> yeah, it's the first step. But it's it's so easy to deny. Oh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not building this up. Know. Oh, I'm not like, I'm not really that like no infatuated with him. Yeah, it's all in your head. Yeah. And this, like, I've had conversations with like friends of mine who have done this and like, They'll tell me like, oh yeah, like you're right. I'm building this up too much, but then nothing changes. And like, no one can change this for you. No one can switch your mindset. No one can control your, like, or take captive your thoughts. Uh Like this is on you. And yes, you can talk to other people about it. Yes, you can process through it. But like, ultimately when you're the one that's tempted to let your brain go down, you know, futuristic lane of oh if we got married and had three kids and lived in this house (laughs) and you've never had more than a five minute conversation with him or like maybe you're really good friends but like he's dating somebody else and you've never made it clear Uh that you like him like you're the only one who has any power to change the trajectory of where this is going in your head because it is all in your Uh head and like those are I'm not saying this is a sin but like if you want to think about like the the sin patterns or like the behavioral patterns we want to change the ones that are only in our head are the toughest to overcome i think Mm -hmm. because you can always rationalize you can always rationalize it and it's so easy to hide it you can tell other people oh yeah like i'm doing a lot better on it and you may not be doing better at all like if you're i don't know i'm trying to think of like if i'm an alcoholic and bethany bethany can catch me drinking when i'm not supposed to be like there is an outward like manifestation of a problem when this is something. And again, I'm not saying that you not getting over this guy that you've never dated is a sin. Please hear me. I'm not saying that, but I challenge that for a second. Oh, sure. I think it can be really do tell. So there's this guy who's not anything to you. Okay. And yet you are creating this false reality in your mind of this is what a relationship would be like. Your heart is getting involved. Your heart is entangled. You don't have to get over things that your heart's not involved in. Mm-hmm. Gosh, Bethany, all these tweetable. <laughs> we need to get on Twitter. We have a Twitter. Just for this episode. <laughs> no, your, yeah, your heart's involved there. And the Bible says to guard your heart. Um, 
be careful what you give your heart to. Like above all, what was it Proverbs four twenty three? Above all else, guard Gosh, your heart, heart for everything, everything you do flows from it. Are you guarding your heart in this instance? Mm. Because if you're not, and I would make the case that if your heart is entangled in something that is not happening, you're not guarding it, and that is a clear command in Scripture. Mm. Therefore, oh. if your heart is That's violating so a clear tr- command in Scripture, it would be a sin. That's a great point. I will leave it at that. Okay, I think I- that is a good point. <laughs> I stand corrected. No, I wasn't mean. No, I'm just, no but I'm I think that's good. That, the like, more I thought about it, I was like, well, you know, you're running wild with this. And at the same time, you're not, are you um, honoring your future husband in that? It's literally just saying the same yeah. thing. Because that's in Proverbs too. Like not chapter two, but somewhere in Proverbs of yeah. like, or is in Proverbs 31. She's taught like, she honors her husband all the days of her life. So if you don't end up with this guy, which I know you're probably rationalizing that you're going to in your head, <laughs> but let's say for argument's sake, you don't is going down this like thought driven path about him honoring the guy you are going to marry. Yeah. No. Cause it's is not. that a standard you're now going to hold him up to one day? Yeah. Like that's just, it's not fair. So it's yeah. This, you're basically, we could probably do a whole episode on just this question, but you've got to realize that this is something that like, you and the Lord are going to have to tackle and no one else can fix this for you. Like you can have friends check in on you, but like, if you're not being honest, if you're not taking your thoughts captive, you're, if you're not willing to do the work on your own to refocus your mental space and like your attention, then nothing's ever going to change and you're no. not going to overcome it. Like this is something you've got to make up your mind and ask like the Holy Spirit to help you through this because he will like I'm not saying you're totally on your own like you have the Holy Spirit and that power available to you but like you have to make the decision to make some really tough calls and some pretty drastic changes in the way you're thinking about this guy if anything's gonna if you're gonna actually get over him because as long as you don't you will not be mentally emotionally relationally available to anybody else because in Uh your head you're spoken for yep even though you're really not in reality which is a sucky place to be. It's a very sucky place honest. to be. We've all been there, y'all. I get it. Yeah. Um, but then talking about how do you overcome that? I hate it when people say, "Oh, well, I'm just dating Jesus right now." <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Ugh, it just <laughs> there's like, your unfiltered response. Like, I almost couldn't even say it to t- to refer. Like, yeah. Ugh. Like, cue I the vomit. I hate it when people say that. Jesus is my boyfriend. No, ugh. he's not. No, he's not. No, like he's to not. <laughs> to reduce the relationship you have with jesus to your spiritual boyfriend we're talking about the savior yeah the risen savior of the world like fully god fully man you're gonna reduce that to oh i'm uh, no No. not even just a reference i don't like it anyway i hate when people say that but in talking about overcoming how do you get over this you put off thinking of that guy and you put on like it talks about in ephesians put off and put on Mm -hmm. put on knowing your savior more put on knowing who he is what he has promised to do for you who he is to you as a christian as a believer what he gives you um like what that relationship should look like put off a fake relationship and thinking about the future of that put on a very real one that you probably should dig into more and know better and the other will fall away naturally after that yeah and i am preaching the choir like we're all here like we all 
whether it's getting over someone you never dated, whether it's getting over why doesn't anyone like me, whether it's getting over there's no one online, whether whatever those things are, put those things off and put on getting to know your savior better. Yes. Yes and amen. All right. Okay, next. Next question. Um this one. This is a good one. This is different than a lot of things we've ever talked about, so I'm excited about this one. Okay. Can we read this one? Yeah. I love this one. This one was came in on Instagram. And the girl that asked this, she and I had actually like talked about this in DMs several months ago. Anyway, she's like, ooh, put this in the episode. I was like, yes, definitely. So her question, should traditional masculinity be a preference or is it okay to hold that to hold to that as a standard? If you dig deep enough, there's scripture about being hardworking, but maybe not necessarily quote unquote manly in the rough hands sense. Can I be blunt? that's what this whole episode is and i'm going to be once you are so uh i think it should just be a preference okay i think i think those are great qualities to look for i definitely think like obviously hard working i know a lot of hard working guys who aren't like like if my dad doesn't listen to this, my dad's not a like in that sense like a manly like a man's man of like oh he's out with like you know chopping wood and like <laughs> you know building things or whatever <laughs> like my dad can do like but the basic very, stuff like he's, he's a, very masculine though yes he is like yeah and so i think like like i feel like girls i know who are married to guys who wouldn't necessarily are super masculine but like i know they love the lord and like yeah. they're you know pursuing their relationship with him and it's a godly guy and he treats her well and whatever i don't think it's like oh well she's not like he's not a man's man so why is she with him yeah if she's a christian like i don't i think this can be this is a great preference to have i'm not saying it's a bad thing but i don't think it needs to be like a oh if you're not this way yeah then it's like concerning does that make sense like i think and i think everybody's definition of this can kind of vary too like for me personally i really wanted to be with now this wasn't like a technical standard but like it was a pretty strong preference of like i wanted to be with somebody who if there were bugs or critters in my house they were going to take care of it because my brothers y'all are wimps (laughs) and it was so frustrating growing up when my dad was at work and my brothers were home and there were bugs or something and they wouldn't do anything about it and i'm like so the other night like i'm hanging out at kevin's house and i go in the kitchen to put dinner away and there's a cockroach on his kitchen floor and i flipped out and i'm like oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh please come and he didn't flinch he came up he killed it he threw it away he didn't like you know oh, i don't want to do it like he just did it that was really important to me that's very masculine to me um and so was now if he didn't do that was i not gonna marry him probably not but am I really excited that he's that way? Yes. Um, but I think personally, this is a great like thing to want, but I don't necessarily think it's, um, it's not going to be like a sin or like a, you settled spiritually. If you have a guy who is in a, like with the rough hands yeah. uh, to quote her. Does yeah. that mean? Yes. Okay. That's my, that's my two cents. Yes. What are your thoughts? Um, my first thought is, this is very much my type. Mm. Um, very true. A little rough and tumble. Um, I always say my type is like football player, teddy bear mix with a little hint of lumberjack thrown in. Yes. And a beard. Well, the lumberjack. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. So that's my type. Yes. So I'm like, yeah, I'm tracking with this. Like yes. I am on board. Um, she says, should traditional masculinity be a preference? Uh, 
I think if you substitute biblical for traditional, mm. and I, I, I wonder if this is where she's going. Like, that's a good should point. biblical masculinity be a preference? No, it that should, should be absolutely a be a standard. Absolutely. And I know that, yeah, I know that's what you're saying too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and there is scripture about being hardworking and being a protector, being a provider, all of those things. Um, I think you have to be careful in making biblical masculinity a little too narrow in what it physically looks like. And I don't mean, I don't even mean just like physical, like the rough hands or whatever. I don't mean like literally the physical body, but if you make it too narrow in, um, like, well, a man would do X or a man would know how to build things or he would know how to whatever, like the put conditions on what that looks like based on, um, external factors are there th- are those things associated with masculinity for a reason in that like traditionally like that's how it went as opposed to women doing those things yeah that there's a reason that's kind of the stereotype but i don't think not being able to do those things means they're not masculine now i would make an argument of like okay if a man is growing up to be the provider protector leader of his family um and yet when anything needs to be fixed, taken care of, the lawn mowed, the whatever those traditional things are, he never wants to do them or he doesn't know how to do any of them and is making no strides in learning new things, I would say why? And it's not that he's not masculine because he can't do X, Y, Z, this arbitrary thing that I have come up with. It's because is he lazy? Or is he hardworking? Is he, um, you know, distracted by other things when he should be learning manly skills? Like, and the thing I'm thinking of, are you dating a guy who plays video games five or six hours a day, but doesn't know how to, um, change a light bulb? Mm. I don't know. That's a pretty basic. Yeah. I'm going for the extreme to make the point. You know what I'm saying though? Like that's a problem. The problem isn't that he can't change a light bulb. The problem is that his time is so misappropriated that he doesn't have time to learn things that would further leading a family. Well, that's not masculine. Amen. That's boyish. Um, I love it. Hold back today. Um, now with all of that being said, if your type, if the person, the type of people that you are normally attracted to is that traditional, burly masculine protector type okay good for you yeah it's fine that's great if you don't want to date someone because he's not that okay know your know what you're potentially missing out on um and don't tell that person that you're turning down no because you're not masculine like mm. you're not what a man should be he's not what a, he's not what your preference is but it doesn't that's kind of what you're going to it is preferential in that sense but if this is one of those things that you are an elevated preference, let's say, like this is something that's up there with he has to be taller than you, like Kristen. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to tell you that's wrong. Yeah. I'm just saying be careful in being too narrow. Yeah. Um, But I'm there. I don't, I, this would be one thing that is something that I don't really want to have to compromise or let yeah. go of. Yeah. Um, And that's okay. I mean, we... we it's okay for men and women to be different. Yeah. We live in a society where it's, that's not a socially acceptable thing to say anymore. 
God created men and he created women and they are very different. And for a woman to be attracted to those things that are different from her in a man, just like he is in her, he's not looking for you to be the one fixing all the things and doing all the stuff and whatever. That's not what men look for in women. And we try to, I don't know, tiptoe around this issue and no one comes out and just says, yes, I want a guy to be a man Mm. and guys to want a woman to be feminine and enjoy feminine things is sexist. You can't Mm. say that. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah. So be careful how narrow you make it. But is there anything wrong with wanting a man to be a man? No. Yeah. And if that causes problems for some people, it's just going to have to. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's not it's not a problem with me. It's a problem with God's created order yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah, that's true. That's good. All right. Next. next this isn't even a question. It's just a statement. <laughs> this is from Instagram. <laughs> yes. Kissing while dating. <laughs> I'm a big fan of it. I'm a very big fan. Um, huge proponent now i know plenty of people who don't kiss while they're dating and i'm not trying to we never want to sway anyone's convictions correct um i'm not going to sit here and say that i haven't kissed people i've dated though that would not be true no um and i liked it yeah (laughs) (laughs) like it's great yes I am fine with kissing someone I'm dating. Um, However, we all know sex before marriage is a line that doesn't need to be crossed. Like, yeah, for sure. Yes. I would contend there are several lines before that, several lines before that, Mm -hmm. that shouldn't be crossed either before you're married. Mm. Um, So kissing while dating, love it extended prolonged makeout sessions lying on a couch probably not a good idea <laughs> you know i mean just, well it's more about like just, what what's it leading to right um if you are doing things where the sole purpose is to lead to sex you are building yourself up for something that you cannot fulfill at this stage and there is no no reason for no not that there's no reason for that you should not be doing those things whatever yeah. the wherever that line is for you um and that line may be kissing and if it is kind of like back to before about you do whatever it takes when it comes to like being engaged move up the wedding if you have to same thing here whatever it takes and if that makes you seem weird or you're the only person who has this boundary or what whatever we're not comparing to other people here remember that we're comparing to god and what he is required of us so if that line is kissing then you draw that line and you don't kiss. Yeah. Yep. I agree. I think, <laughs> sorry. I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. All the things. Yeah. I, this is, I think this was a big proponent or a big um, point we considered a lot when we were starting this podcast, because this is one of those categories where I feel like particularly the church just tries to stamp a one rule for all on dating when it comes to kissing and that's just not how it goes. Like, again, what are your motivations? What is it leading to? Are you being wise? But like, I don't think there's anything wrong with it personally. And that's my conviction. Do I? And again, I know people who have different convictions. And that's where like in scripture, we talk about there are a lot of black and white things like sex before marriage. It's very black and white. Kissing before marriage. Very. That's, that's a gray thing because it's not explicitly 
mentioned in scripture. Well, there's a whole spectrum of things that would be classified as kissing. There's a quick peck on the lips to a whole host of other things. Yeah. So (laughs) it's true. So you've got like, you've got to do your due diligence and really seeking the Lord and being like, okay, Lord, what is how can i honor you in this? that's exactly what like what would honor you most not what can i do how close can i get to the line the without most crossing it out technically being wrong yeah that's not a good motivation no and i would say in anything in all of this err on the side of caution yeah. err on the side of not tempting yourself yeah especially at the beginning because yes the quicker you progress physically the tougher it will be to not continue to progress physically the longer you're together like that was something my pastor used to say all the time he said i have never heard a couple say i wish we had gotten physical faster no one ever says that they wish they had gotten physical slower but never faster and so take your time like you don't need to rush it and then too like not to again be debbie downer but like if you break up with this guy in two months and you've done everything but have sex with him Mm -hmm. like that makes it yeah. 10 times harder to, well, to to move on. Oh, it totally does. And not only that, but like, okay, yes, we're talking about what, what honors the Lord most. That is your motivator, period. Mm-hmm. But from a practical standpoint, are you doing things with this guy that if you found out your future husband did with other girls, you'd be really hurt by it? Yep. Um, that literally became like, my... Like, think about it. Yeah, that became one of... When people are like, what are your like physical boundaries and i'll be like okay well i'm not having sex before marriage and like i don't want to do anything that i would be upset about like finding out my future husband did with somebody else before we got married and that's the line yeah like that's it so those are our thoughts yes but i am a big fan of kissing just to make that clear (laughs) like be smart about it but if you unless you have the conviction that you don't need to do that before you're married it's great. Just speaking from experience. <laughs> okay. Uh, what should I do if my best friend starts dating a guy she knows I liked? God, this makes me angry and breaks my heart all at the same time. Um, okay. You go. I have a different perspective. Okay. Or I'm going to have a different take on well, it. Well, I, I think. think if you liked him and didn't do anything about it and then. Don't steal my perspective. Oh, I'm sorry. You go with where you were going. Your broken heart okay. side. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'll let. Yeah. 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 <laughs> No, I, so I've never, I've kind of been in the situation, but not really. Cause Melanie and I dated yeah, two guys that <laughs> were like, we dated two guys each, like not each, but like we both dated the same guy twice. Yeah. That's a better way to put it. Um, and we are still great friends. So <laughs> it's not, we didn't have the typical, like, how dare you? We're never going to be friends again. Cause you well, dated you my like, boyfriend. Seriously. Dating. No, we yeah. were in high school. Um, but I want to know the the friend's motivation because if it's like, not that I'm assuming it's malicious, but that I have a problem with. But if it's like you liked him, but you never really did anything about it and he made it clear he's not interested in you, but he's interested in her. Like my one caveat would be like, I would hope she came and talked to you about it first before they moved forward. And we've done a whole like, um, we did a backstage pass on that where a, a guy wrote in and was like, hey I know this girl likes me but I want to ask her best friend out what do I do um you can go back in the archives for that if you want to but um I would hope she would come and talk to you about it if she did like I know it sucks but like 
if he likes her and she wants to go out with him. I'm not saying you can't cry about it, but like at the same time, like, you know, there's not a whole lot you can do, but I know it sucks. Like I'm not, I'm, that sounds really cold, but like there, you're holding two things here at the same time. Like uh-huh. you want to be a supportive friend, but like this really sucks. But I think Bethany's about to get into the, into this, but also like, have you made your interest known to him? Because if you have, and then he's asking her out, then okay, you can't really get upset about it. Yeah. But if you haven't, you can't get really get mad at your friend because you haven't done your due diligence either. Yeah. Well, and I was going to take the route of if this is a guy that you've liked, you've shown interest in, he's kind of shown interest in you, like it's seeming like there's something there, and then your friend swoops in and starts dating this guy, oh, that's a problem. Mm. However, if this is yes. a what I like to call a classic dibs situation where there's a new guy at church who you're like, oh, he's cute and he's kind of funny and I kind of like him. You're like, I, I like this guy for the sole purpose of then every he's off limits to everyone else well that's not fair and if it's also an issue where there's this guy who has no idea you're interested in him but like we were talking about before you have built up this relationship in your head and you're like practically in love with this guy who has no idea and doesn't reciprocate but also he has no idea and then he asks out your friend it's not fair of you to expect her to not go out with this guy because you've built up this fake relationship in your mind. Yeah. Like that's on you and yeah. I, we're being harsh today. So it's yeah. like, Oh, I cringe <laughs> just saying that, but it is. And that you didn't control your thoughts. You didn't take control of what reality was and what was this like idealized wishful thinking. Um, and if she starts dating a guy who has no idea you're interested and is not interested in you. And if you had made your interest known, he would have let you know he wasn't interested, but you never did that. And you just built it up in your mind. I don't think that's a situation where you can fault your friend. Yeah, I agree. So I'm really sorry though. If that uh, yeah. That either really way. Uh, I know it's hard. I know it is. Yeah. Okay. Last one. Last one. Okay. How do you deal with feeling like your new relationship is too good to be true? I've been dating a guy for a couple months now and I've never gotten this far in a relationship before. I feel like I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. How do you know if it's actually going well or if I'm just in a honeymoon phase overlooking things? And then she says, we've actually been friends at church for over a year. So I've known him more than two months. That's good. If you've known him for a year, I feel like I would be more concerned about you being in that like blind honeymoon phase if you just met him and started dating and you've only known him in the context of dating for two months if you've known him for a year like it sounds like it's just going well that's what I think too I mean you've known him long enough for like glaring patterns to kind of like show up Mm -hmm. um so yeah it kind of just sounds like it's going well and but even if it even if you hadn't known him that long before my answer would be okay it's going really well why would you not just keep going yeah just keep going and if there just is another swimming, shoe that needs <laughs> another shoe that needs to drop or you can't hide things forever if he's hiding some big deep secret or flaw or whatever it'll come out give it time um but this is where you just have to pace yourself and be smart and don't um put 10 months worth of commitment into two months you yeah. know don't be so tied up in this that if that does happen you are absolutely destroyed pace your feeling and your emotion and your investment with the you know, duration of the relationship, but this is a good thing. It sounds like to me, like 
pray about it. Pray that the Lord would give you wisdom. He would give you clarity. He would give you direction and he will do those things. And then just move forward and enjoy getting to know this guy that you've been dating. Like, yeah. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good. Yeah. I think so too. I think there's a difference in like expecting another shoe to drop or just knowing it could. Yeah. And you can be realistic and know like, Hey, this probably isn't perfect. There could be something I find out, but like there may not be, he may have like, I know he has flaws, but they may not be bad enough for me to need to walk away, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to expect that. Yeah. And that's where the difference comes in. But yeah, it sounds like it's just going great girl. Good for you. Enjoy it. Yes. Have fun. Agreed. All right, guys, we'll wrap it there. Those are all the questions we have unfiltered answers for, for you today. This was so fun. This was very fun. Thank you all so much. For those of you who submitted questions, um, if your question didn't get answered and it was on the Facebook group, then like I said, we'll be popping in there to answer a few of those on there as well. Or um, maybe go back through the archives if you haven't already and your question might be answered through there because if we didn't answer it, there is a chance that we've done an episode on it before and that's why we didn't necessarily pick it today. Mm -hmm. So um, make sure you do that and then we will be back next week so stay tuned for that but until then I'm Kristen and I'm Bethany and this is Looking for the Middle. Mm